amazing episode of Retrovaniacs. Uh, you know, as we mentioned in our last bonus show, if you do join the Patreon and get the bonus shows, the next three shows, this show and the next two bonus shows, are all tied into Sonic the Hedgehog uh, in celebration, question mark, of the new Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> 2 movie, uh, and in general, all things Sonic. We haven't covered a lot of Sonic on the podcast, so we're going to handle that now and then never, ever do a Sonic game again, I'm sure. Uh, and we're going to start with <laughs> this uh, episode on Sonic Adventure 2, but before we jump into Sonic Adventure 2... Uh, all I've been playing since the last episode has been Elden Ring. I'm at the last boss now. I literally just um, just finished Melania today, which was the hardest fight I've had to deal with so far. So I think I'm going to destroy oh, yeah. the boss in a couple takes. But I'll do that and you know, later tonight after I record this episode and kind of relax a little bit. I'm all still high, strong from that fight. Uh, but what have you guys been playing? Well, you know, I, I, I have just recently concluded that Elden Ring. And yes, I, I that is probably the, the, the fucking... Toughest boss in the whole game. So my hat's off to you. Um, but no, I, I think Jeremy and I both, um, you know, we we were hurt by the last Borderlands offering, Borderlands 3. You may you may not have remembered it if you didn't listen for that several-month period where we just shit on it continually every episode. But, uh, you know, you get thrown off that horse, you got to jump right back on. So uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands uh has been out for a little bit now and I know Jeremy and I have both uh both been delving into it. I don't know how deeply he has. I I, I finished the the old main campaign today. I, I think I just have like one or two side missions left to pick up. Um world's better in my opinion. Uh, it, it's the most enjoyable Borderlands since two, which is very easy to say because you know we've only had the pre-sequel and then three after that. So that's that's a fucking that's a that's a bar so low you can step over it. Just step right over it. Um, no, I, I I really enjoyed it. I, I think the humor is 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 back on point. Uh, there are cameos. I, I won't spoil any, but the, the cameos are done extremely well. Uh, everything about this game, I I, I have loved. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to getting into the post game. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about that next time. Uh, but no, Jeremy, uh, what do you have? Have you found this a proper redemption? I was pretty nervous about it, actually, because, you know, I, yeah, like if you missed that one episode where me and you just spent 20 minutes completely <laughs> trashing Borderlands 3 while Jeremy P's over here crying, just, just fucking let's do the rest of the show. Um, mm -hmm. No, it was it was rough. Borderlands 3, I could talk for hours on just how bad that one was. It kind of it came around, you know, towards the end. And I, I did end up playing that one a lot. But man, what a disappointment from Borderlands 2. And this, I was, I was like, man, I, I don't know. Like this, yeah. I, Tiny Tina's not my favorite character and a little bit of her goes a long damn way in, mm -hmm. for me anyway. Uh, but no, this was, this is probably the best they've done since Borderlands 2. It is a yeah. very well-made world. 
I think the like you said, the humor is on point for the most part. It's a very good. I just all the the tropes that they needed to cover with doing like a you know this kind of fantasy world thing in a Borderlands setting they have done very well and I know mm-hmm. this was like an add on before yeah but this is much more expanded in the you know it's its own game it's it's just it's fun it's a fun Borderlands game if I have one complaint with it I'm I think I'm over halfway I, I made the ocean disappear um, yes. So that's not really a spoiler. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's uh, <laughs> it's just there's so many guns, of course. And I was having a lot of fun discovering like all of these kind of weird guns that they've got. You know, that's kind of fantastical. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe because there's so many guns in it that I started getting guns that were straight out of Borderlands 3. Like I mm. literally have a shotgun that is just the Borderlands 3 shotgun. There's nothing weird or fantastical about it. It doesn't shoot magic or anything. It's literally mm. that same shotgun from Borderlands 3. And I've had a couple of other guns that's come up like that. But for the most part, it's different enough. You know, having your spells instead of grenades, uh, being able to, you, you can actually make your character this time for the first mm-hmm. time ever. And it's got a decent character customization. You oh, know, that's it's not Elden Ring, but it's pretty huh. good. You can make some horrible looking characters. <laughs> some of the worst you've ever seen in that character creator. I've tried. And also, you know, being able to pick your class. Uh, there's a couple there that's very Borderlands 3. Like the Hunter is basically mm-hmm. straight out of Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, every other class is pretty much original. And then at some point, you actually get to pick a second class that you can run concurrently with your original class. So there's a lot of different cool things you can do with it, way more than you could with Borderlands 3. It's just a good, it's a nice little game. It's a nice little Borderlands game. I think the maybe the overworld, the overworld kind of thing is, there's not much to it. It yeah. almost just seems like it was added on because, you know, it's a Dungeons and Dragons game, so you got to mm-hmm. have an overworld map. But other than that, I got nothing but good things to say about this one. This is a, this is a great Borderlands game. Well, the game we're going to talk about today is not a very good Borderlands game, but maybe it's a good Sonic game. Sonic Adventure 2 for the Sega Dreamcast. At least we're not covering Sonic Adventure, which was the original plan. And I threw this one out because I think it's it's just a slight... It's a bit more focused, let's say. And at least more playable than the original Sonic Adventure is these days. <laughs> because I, I played Sonic Adventure not too long ago. And, and man, that game is just a complete mess at, at yeah. right now. Um, I know Jeremy really wanted to cover it because it has fishing in it. And, you know, maybe we'll save that for for our next fishing episode. But for what it is, I was like, let's just let's just do Sonic Adventure 2. I remember that game being a better game than Sonic Adventure. And it's been I haven't played it since the Dreamcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this was stepping back into it for me. And uh, wow, (laughs) what what a time. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, um, I I played the first Sonic Adventure. Uh, that was the uh, that was better known as the game that my my Dreamcast memory card uh, would shit out on uh, at random. Sometimes I'd make it really far. Sometimes I wouldn't. Uh, so it, it was a long time before I, I played through the first one. Um, but yeah, the the second one, I you know what? And it might be an, an a tip of the hat to my review of the first one. Uh, but when the second one came around, I, I didn't really bother that much with it. Um, this one was hyped up pretty hard. You know, I was way into the yeah. Dreamcast at the time. Yeah. And I had the Dreamcast official U.S. magazine. And, you know, yeah. back then they were try- they were hyping Sonic Adventure 2 so hard. You know, I had multiple page spreads and everything for months leading up to its release. Mm-hmm. I was pretty hyped about it, um, so I'm kind of shocked you d- you didn't give it a chance when it came out on, on the old they, Dreamcast. They didn't get me, and I'll, I'll tip my hat. I don't think there are many. Uh, I, I think Sonic the Hedgehog should have had some characters just need to remain in the 2D realm <laughs> um, to, to play to their strengths. Um, but no, I, I didn't give it a try. I was, I mean, shit, I was probably just still playing Crazy Taxi and Space Channel Five, most likely now, at that point in time. <laughs> I know Jeremy's chomping at the bit to get to this one because he loves it so much. But I feel I need to throw this out before we get started. Because on the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about how the fan base affects how we look at games nowadays. And we mentioned a few here and there, you know, like the fi- a couple of Final Fantasy games and stuff like that. But I don't think you can talk about this game without at least mentioning the Sonic fan base. Because over the years, it has become a tragedy. And I, I didn't know if either of you have really kind of, you know, if, if, if you're kind of afraid to say you like a Sonic game these days. So, I, I, oh, you, you know, it's, 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 it's strange. Um, it is. Uh, but, you know, I'm used to, I, I'm used to having, trying to separate things from the fan base. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a lifelong professional wrestling fan. So that's kind of, you know, it becomes second nature to 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 not associate the 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 thing with the fan base. Um, I, I don't know when this happened with Sonic. When did this 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 was sudden? Was it not? There was not a slow build to this. I feel like this kind of just exploded. I feel like it kind of uh, started with this game. Well, probably. Probably because there, there's questionable things going on in this game. Um. Well, uh, this this probably was. I, uh, that would be the claim to fame for this game then at this point. I mean, Sonic Adventure started having a story that was semi-serious in it, but, you know, it was his first big 3D adventure. But Sonic Adventure 2 kind of went crazy with it, and that's when Shadow was introduced, and and I, I don't know. Like, this this seemed like it was the the starting point for getting the fan base going off on that that weird angle that mm-hmm. you know they're not in it for the games they're in it for the sonic lore <laughs> and it's just oh, i never boy. thought anyone would ever say that but that's kind of how it's been for a while for some of these fans so uh, i you know it's it's just one of those weird things that uh, i don't have anything against sonic players or, or sonic fans or anything like that i've never been the biggest sonic uh fan boy myself i like a good sonic game but you know, I'm I'm not over here drawing Sonic fan art or making up mm-hmm. my my custom Sonic character lore or something. Ooh. I'm not quite sure why the, and I don't want to say the fan base as a whole is bad, but there's definitely a larger uh, percentage of weirdos that are big Sonic fans. Um, that said, my kids 
are real big Sonic fans, at least my Watch youngest out. one is. And, uh, and as a result, I've played a lot of the more recent Sonic games, and, I, and I've kind of realized that other than uh, the first forays into 3D, like Sonic Adventure was cool because it was like a Dreamcast launch title, and it was a beautiful looking game, and it, you know, the first level had that thing where like you're running down the, the through the docks, and like running at the camera, and this whale is jumping and smashing the docks behind you, like it looked amazing, and it was a cool demo, it showed off the system to people. I played a lot of Sonic Adventure, but I, I never finished it. I think I've said before, I really hadn't finished no Sonic games until we covered, what, Knuckles Chaotix? And then I, I finished Sonic Colors for the Wii, which is actually pretty good. Um, but other than that, like, I had played Sonic and the Secret Rings uh, out of spite. I had played a bunch of the other Sonic games and been like, yeah, I don't really get it. I don't I don't think they're bad, but they were just like, eh, these are kind of subpar 3D games, and, you know, this doesn't really work well in 3D. I think Colors was the first 3D-ish Sonic, because it's kind of a half 3D half 2D game that was really done really well. And then uh, my kids got Sonic Lost World. That's actually not bad. But I had never played Sonic Adventure 2. Just, you know, it was kind of one of the last major Dreamcast releases. Like, it was already on its way out uh, in this country. And so this was kind of like Sega's last big hurrah. I know that it wasn't the last game for the console, but it was the last major Sega pushed game, I think, that came out for it. And I didn't love Adventure. I thought it was fun, but I wasn't rushing to get another one. But now that I've played it, and done a little bit of research online, one of the things I saw uh, said about this game was that, you know, the, in the Sonic world, this is either seen as the first bad Sonic game or the last good Sonic game. And I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, like oh, you mentioned, I, Jeremy, I, there's I, a... I, I would dare say this was a sequel to the first bad Sonic game. Well, it, it is, I, I think you also have to worry about things like Blast, right? But ignoring some of those kind of weird offshoots. Mm. the, the mm. You mentioned the Sonic lore. This is the first Sonic game, I think, that has this, like, crazy backstory. Adventure had some of it, but it still felt so new in 3D that, it, I don't know. And I didn't finish the game, so maybe by the end it goes crazy. But the first part of it just felt like it was Sonic, you know, d doing kind of an open-world adventure that then led to other stages that felt like regular fast Sonic stages, but in 3D. This has nonstop story. It's got new characters that have been introduced that have stayed in the Sonic universe ever since, like mm -hmm. Shadow is the big one, uh, and then Rouge the Bat, uh, who's who's another one of the bad guys you get to play. Also, this has, uh, unlike Sonic Adventure, which had kind of this open world that connected all the story parts together, this is just level by level by level by level. Mm -hmm. uh, and unlike Sonic Adventure, where you basically played Sonic for most of the game and then you did some kind of weird side missions with his friends... This game really does split off, and so you probably play a third of the game as either Sonic, a third of the game as Tails, and a third of the game as Knuckles, mm. if you're playing the good storyline. Because the other thing with this game is there's a bad storyline where you play as Shadow, who's kind of an <laughs> evil Sonic, and we're going to get into Shadow, I'm sure, Rouge the Bat, who's a lot like Knuckles, and Robotnik, although they just call him Eggman in this, and that is, uh, which is the name he is everywhere else, but, the, but in the US version of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, and you can play as the three of them as the bad story. The game is basically, it's not the same. The levels are different, but the kind mm -hmm. of gameplay you're going to have and the storyline does connect between the two. And then ultimately, if you've played through both the good storyline and the bad storyline, there's like a finishing mission that wraps it up where you end up playing with multiple characters from both sides, kind of joining forces to, uh, to, to stop the ultimate evil that they're talking about in this game. It, it is, it's a lot of story. It's a lot of listening to, Sonic and Tails and Knuckles and Rouge and all these people like having arguments that you'd expect to see in like the Sonic cartoon shows where they just kind of have these little little weird comments to each other. And then then you play mm -hmm. a level that sometimes is a battle. Sometimes it's just a single player level for a reason. There's a there's a fight about ahead of time or whatever, like a, in the story. It 
it's a lot of character, but I don't remember them having this much character for anyone except for Sonic and maybe Tails up to this point. I don't, uh, you know, something must have been wrong with the version I played because no matter what I picked, I, d- I couldn't find a good story anywhere. <laughs> um, I, I, I had bad or bad. <laughs> no, it's just, oh my God. Um, uh, it, it should be said, I, I don't think a more annoying voice cast has been gathered together for a game. Uh, everybody's grading. Everybody is. Everybody is. The things they say are ridiculous. I, I would like to know the age. I, for it to be a game that, that is kind of handling, I guess for Sonic, a more serious story, I, it still has such an immature kind of presentation to it, uh, which it, it, which just makes it wildly disjointed. And yeah, uh, playing through as different characters does seem like it would be cool. Um, it ain't. Uh, you see a Tails level pop up and... You know, you take another swig of drink and you power through. Um, but I, I, it's, I like what they're trying to do. And I think a, a small compliment, I honestly feel like the, the stage by stage format works better um, than Adventure, where it was just kind of a loosely open world and going to certain parts of it would trigger, you know, trigger uh, switch uh, switching over to, to friends or another level. Uh, I, I just I just thought this level by level format at least kept it a little more simple. Uh, you get it's just it's it's bloated by these little scenes in between uh, where I, I don't I don't feel like really anything happens. Um, yeah, it's I I was on board. Uh, the soundtrack is fucking slamming though. Uh, my God. Uh, I, I'm, I hate they wasted that one on this game. Uh, it's it, it's tremendous throughout, especially you hit those knuckles levels. Um, but no, it's it's weird. I, it's like the, the presentation of this game is it's like a fever dream. Uh, just the the fact that it's Sonic and it's it's got this odd humor to it still, but it's it's trying to be a little more serious. Uh, it's trying to look a little more serious, and it's such a strange presentation. This game is nothing short of jarring. When you when you're playing through those first few levels and you kind of get the gist of okay this this is how it's going to work this is how it's going to be this is like the first Sonic that feels like a seven year old was trying to write a really serious story or mm-hmm. their their favorite cartoon or something and it comes off like that every everybody every character in the game you know whether it's Shadow just being like the biggest mopey piece of shit that's ever existed mm-hmm. or you know. A, Sonic being Sonic, Tails being Tails, just all of the, all of the archetypes, archetypes, whatever, of those characters seem to really have their genesis here, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like how they have acted in the future, and it kind of sucks because goddamn, it's, it's just, oh man, I just I just wanted maybe just uh, you know I, I don't know what the fuck I really wanted. I was impressed back in the day because it was a really cool looking game, and you know no matter how much shit we talk about this game for the rest of this episode that first goddamn stage is an all-time classic sonic stage with that music included um it's up there in the in the top five maybe top three sonic stages ever and you want to talk about giving a damn good first impression that's how you do it unfortunately Mm -hmm. after that uh i i generally have a rule with sonic games as as soon as you stop playing and Sonic or his friends opens their mouths. Then I press the button to skip it. 
And if that doesn't work, then I will usually just turn it off because I do mm-hmm. not want to hear them. I cannot stand any of the Sonic, you know, unless it's just basic Genesis stuff. And that's all it needs to be, just basic cartoon shit. Mm-hmm. I don't need all this other existential stuff going on in my Sonic games. And Sonic Adventure 2 is filled with that. What's well, a lot of it. Uh, because they, they have to write this, this dark comic story. And it's got this... Uh, Shadow, as we mentioned, is more or less kind of like negative Sonic. And you kind of see in the beginning of the game how he came to be. He, he essentially, Robotnik is in this old, you know, kind of space lab looking thing. And he, he finds uh, some, some controls, he, he, you know, to find the ultimate weapon or whatever. And he, he puts the chaos general in that he has and it powers it up. And all of a sudden, Shadow comes out. And he's been sleeping for who knows how long in this space coffin of some sort. And he's been created as like the ultimate weapon is what he believes. And so he's going out now to find the other Chaos Emeralds to to feed the rest of this death machine uh, that's going to cause, uh, the, you know, the, the end of the human race, the end of the world. Uh, and, and so the game starts with you as Sonic, not knowing a lot of that backstory, where you're being chased by the military and you escape from their their. There are clutches outside of the city, and you go through what's a regular 3D Sonic level, which if you played Sonic Adventure or really any of the more recent Sonics, you know, you're running away from the camera in open world. There's all these sections where you run over speed gates, and it kind of switches to almost like an uncontrollable section where you just let go of the controller and or just hold forward, and he runs through all the loops or whatever. But it looks really cool, and it's, it actually controls pretty well in those cases because they kind of take the control from you when it would be crazy. But compared to some of the other 3D Sonics, the Sonic level, especially this first one, is not bad. It's exactly what you think it would be. It's running fast through areas. It's collecting rings. It's all the stuff you you would expect to see in Sonic the Hedgehog levels. Uh, If if you are jumping in the air with your one button, you hit that button again, you'll slam towards an enemy. Like It's all the stuff that you're used to seeing in classic Sonic games, but in this 3D world. As as both you guys mentioned, the soundtrack to this level specifically, but actually the whole game, is pretty good. It's not obnoxious. So some of the later Sonic games have some really, really tragic soundtracks, but this one is not bad at all. Um, and you get to the end of this level, you fight a, a robot boss that looks like an you know ATST walker thing, and it's fine. Like at this point, I was like, okay, you know what? I remember this like the way I remember Sonic Adventure. This will be really fun. I'm, I'm good. I'm having a great time. And assuming you're playing the hero, the light side, the good, quote, good, I guess I should have said light side and dark side as opposed to good and bad. Uh, but you're, if you're playing the main story where you're Sonic and his friends, the second level starts up and all of a sudden Sonic's not there. It's Knuckles and this white looking bat character with giant cans. I mean, really just offensively large boobs for a kid's mm-hmm. game. Um arguing about finding the Master Chaos Emerald in the desert and how she's going to steal or whatever, and then he's going to race her to find pieces of this Chaos Gem that they've broken. And the level changes to a, a Knuckles level, and it's not like the first level at all. It's not about running fast. It's not about no. 3D platforming even. I mean, there's a little oh, bit of 3D platforming, but really it's it's a like a find and like a hide and not hide and seek, but like a find the items level. It's you're walking through these areas as Knuckles, they are 3D arenas, but they're not as big as Sonic levels for the most part. And you're just kind of uh, finding these these TVs that give you clues as to where to go. You have a little sensor that kind of beeps when you get close to these Chaos Emerald pieces. And all these levels, you're supposed to find three Chaos Emeralds or three keys or something similar. But all the Knuckles levels are, you're wandering this 3D area kind of slowly. You can get hurt and die. You have to get rings to keep yourself alive. But really, you're just kind of looking for clues and then running around mindlessly until it starts pinging on your you're alarmed that you're close to these chaos general pieces and then find them. When you find all three, the level ends and you go to the next stage. I 
when I first got to the first Knuckles level, which is only the second level of the game, I was like, I don't know if I'm in for this. If there's only a couple of these, we're good. But it turns out there's not a couple of these. The game is a pretty even three, you know, one-third Sonic, one-third Knuckles, one-third Tails. And all three of them are very different styles. But I think the levels that aren't Sonic are the hardest for me to swallow. And the Knuckles ones at first were hands down the worst. They're not well made. I mean, I can understand what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to bring back his uh, scavenger hunt from you know his mini games that he did in, in Sonic Adventure. But it, this one is taking it to a much larger scale. And unlike Sonic Adventure, where you could just find the, the gems or whatever in whatever order, whatever you're closest to, this one you have to actually find them. Even if you are standing literally right next to the the third gem that you need to find, it will not actually, you know, trigger. So you have to go find the first one, and then the second one, and then the third one. So it's it's just really, it's like they've really padded it out to try and, and make this as, as tedious as possible. This is my least favorite out of mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, and once you get to the first you know, area ain't too bad. Once you get the mad space, I think it's called, um, that, that level is pure trash, absolute pure trash doing that in. Cause you're just floating around space trying to find this shit. And it's just, it's not fun. It is not fun. I just, I don't know why they wanted to, to make these non sonic stages so much more than, than what they needed to be. Like these would be fine as like little one-off kind of, in between bonus areas or something, if they kind of scaled them down, but making these into full fledged, super large areas that you have to explore. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it, man. I'll tell you what. Oh my God. Uh, it, <laughs> you'll never be more traumatized to see, to, to goddamn see knuckles pop up in this damn game. Oh, I just, if it's a non sonic stage, it's going to be bad, and, and I would just find, audibly, sitting there, playing this game, and as soon as I see fucking Knuckles, or anyone, or tell anybody pop up, just, you'll just go, no. Oh, no. Because you know what's coming, and it's not good. It's tedious. These these fucking stages, they, once again, they sound fucking great, though. I, I, I just wish the action uh, was on par with the music throughout. Uh, but no, it's, I don't want it. I don't want any of it. I want to go fast. I got to go fast. I want Sonic. Huh? Is this the first one, the first game that it was like, why don't you just play as these guys instead? You know, in Sonic Adventure, you could, the most of the game was Sonic. Yeah. But this one, they're just like, you don't want to play as that guy. Play as these. Play as these It has to be. I I just, I blew my mind back then. Did they have a toy line? Were they trying to push a toy line or something? What was going on here? I don't know. I think they were really trying to to expand the Sonic the Hedgehog universe to where you like these characters more than just being like, oh, these are Sonic's friends. And no, they're going to get personalities. They're going to get special abilities. You know, Sonic's not out looking for three pieces of the Chaos Emerald, digging in the dirt or climbing up tall buildings to get to a, a platform where he can jump off and, and then dig into another piece of dirt. Like, Sonic levels, he runs fast. They're what you expect for Sonic the Hedgehog. They try to make all these characters have their own kind of unique spins on everything, but... You know, the, the first Knuckles level especially, I was like, man, I mean, I got understood what to do. I thought it was tedious. It is, it, you can't just find the gems anywhere. Like Jeremy said, they were in a certain order. And then you actually have to find clues uh, on these television sets that are around the level. And sometimes the clues are 
pretty straightforward. It'll say like, oh, find the pyramid on the left side of the map and you can go over there and then all of a sudden your thing will start beeping. But it felt like if I didn't have the clue, it wouldn't even start pinging my radar until I had found clues that point me in those directions. Once you know where those are, you can just go there on their next run through and get the gems. Like once you know where they are, you're fine. You don't have to go back and worry about it. Some of the later levels do seem to randomize where those gems are every time. And you'll have to then, you know, make sure you find the clues and make sure you're, you're exploring the whole map. Mad space is the one that Jerry mentioned. And it is kind of a crazy level. You're going all over the place. There's, there's gravity on certain like asteroids and stuff that you're trying to jump between. It's a, it's a mess, but that's later. At this point, the, the Knuckles levels I thought were interesting the first time, but I didn't want to really play them too often. But I, it wasn't a deal breaker. I just was, I'd rather play Sonic levels. The third level of the game is the first time he plays Tails. Now, again, not a huge Sonic guy. I'd play the 2D Sonics. I, I love Sonic Mania. I mean, and in Sonic Mania and, and most of those games, when you play as Tails, you're basically playing as what's very similar to Sonic the Hedgehog, but you can fly. Uh, or at least float. Like you, you have a little more ability with tails than Sonic has. You're not quite as fast, but but okay, sure. You know, I can I can fly and float and do some other things. In this game, and I don't know why, every tails level he's in a mech suit. I don't know why he's in a mech suit. Was he in a mech suit in Sonic Adventure One? Did I not get that far where he at some point finds a mech suit and is like, hell yes, even though I can fly, I'm going to be in this giant flipping mech suit for the rest of my life. No, well, that hey, was you uh, played as a robot in in that one. That was kind of the mech suit. If you can play through a Tails level and keep a smile on your face, you win a you earn a fucking prize. This is a a fun black hole in which no fun can exist. It, it's horrible. It's it, I don't know. I, I've I've never sat down with a game like I, I was 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 cautiously going into this one because, like I said, I wasn't a fan, big fan of the first adventures. But I just, I, I couldn't tell you. I, if you could have told me they found a way to make it worse, I would not have believed you. And I, it's such a, such a departure. And there's no, there's no prize here. Like there's nothing to work towards. You know, when you finish this, you're going to get a fucking shitty cut scene. Uh, after that, you're going to get another level. Odds are it's not going to be a Sonic level. I, you're playing just the, I guess the small, the little crumb you get here and there is another Sonic level, which stay decent but fuck anytime you go to a friend uh who needs friends like these not me i don't I, I i i'm not here for this i'm not here for this at this point in this game i'm sure it could be done it could have been done better um i i'm not you know so beholden to sonic and i'm like oh if it's not sonic i'm not playing but they just they they found ways to make these other stages i guess to to kind of differentiate the gameplay but they, they just managed to make them just not fun. They somehow managed to make a, a kart racer stage at some point not fun in this well, as well. Sonic, Sonic had a whole shitty kart racing game. So. Yeah, that's true. But, he, he, you know, Tails had the first one here, first stage in, in Sonic yes. Adventure 2 uh, for a shitty kart racer. Uh, yeah, his stages are just, I, I don't know how you actually make them this unfun to play. Like, it's there's nothing wrong with them, really. There's just nothing to them they're it's basically trying to be this you know almost panzer dragoon kind of shooter thing but just not fun at all you know you, this should be just balls to the wall action with stuff exploding everywhere maybe but everything's just so slow it, there's nothing there's no real action to it you're just slowly wandering shoot some missiles out blow a couple of things up and then slowly mm -hmm. wander to the next you know little section that you do that in nothing really ever changes that up except some very light platforming which isn't very good but otherwise like it's yeah it's just nothing 
And it blows my mind that they have made literally two-thirds of this game based around a, a boring shooter and a crappy scavenger hunt when all anyone wanted to fucking do was play a Sonic and go fast. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they were doing here. And the Tails levels, they're not just not hard and not a lot to them because you basically are just walking through. You, the Tails uh, levels, if you turn left and right and use the, 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 the B button... It'll just put homing reticles and everything, and you just shoot them, and they blow almost everything up in one hit. It's not like there's a whole lot of hard things to fight or cra- like crazy attacks coming at you. There's a little bit of platforming, uh, but generally, it's it's just get from one to the other, just mash on that shoot button, and you'll get to the end. And the you know you get to the, the the ring that ends the level on on all those levels, and you're like, great, now I can go to something that's please not on one of these tails levels, and please not on one of these knuckles levels, and God forbid, don't let it be a boss fight. I don't know of any game with less interesting uh, boss mechanics than this game. The the only good boss mechanics in this entire game are the very first level when you fight that one robot, only because it actually feels like it's pretty straightforward. You're just jumping up and hitting the head as it flies around, but that's fine. That feels like a Sonic boss to me. And then uh, there's like a giant like uh, rock pyramid guy you fight at one point. He's not bad. Every other boss in this game is awful because a lot of them are you fighting against your counterpart so we mentioned that there's sonic and then there's the dark sonic shadow when you're knuckles if you're playing through the dark missions the knuckles levels are exactly the same as far as style you're hunting for gems doing the same exact thing but instead you're rouge the bat and then if you instead of being tails in his mech suit it's dr robotnik slash eggman in his egg in his robot suit doing the exact same thing exact same gameplay style as what tails does so a lot of the boss fights are Tails versus Robotnik, or Sonic versus Shadow, or Knuckles versus Rouge, and all those fights to me, every one of them, felt like it was just mashing on a button as fast as I could and hopefully doing more damage than they were to me. The levels are not fun. Those boss fights are not interesting. They are... It's like if they took, uh, you know, like when you when you would play the original NES Double Dragon and you play two player and you get to the end and you fight your friend. It was like that. Like you have the same move sets, but there's no finesse to any of it because it's so simple. So you're just mashing on buttons as like Sonic and Shadow ram at each other as balls, and eventually one of them will die, and hopefully it's the other person that's not you, so you can move the story along. The boss fights in this game, except for the few that I mentioned, are complete garbage. I got not much to say about them. You, you've summed it up. Uh, it's like it, it's not even saved by like a like a really cool boss fight. There's nothing. Like I said before, there's no there's nothing to work towards. There's no reward for you in this game. There's no oh I got to get through this, but at least I get to do this next. There's nothing. It's it's fuck. It's desolate. It's desolate. It's to play through this is just an exercise in sadness. Well, the thing that you do get in every level, no matter which character you're playing, Sonic or Tails or Knuckles or any of the bad characters, in every level in the game, you can find these blue crates. And inside the blue crate, you'll get a key, like a little little icon, that will take you to the Chow Garden at the end of the level. Now, I don't know if either of you guys were giant fans of Chow Garden, mm. uh, like mm. the Chow growing in the original Sonic the Hedgehog. I certainly mm. was not. I thought it was neat at the time. It was like a side thing. And perhaps if I would have had this one, it was new, or I wasn't playing this for a podcast where I just wanted to kind of get through the game so I could, you know, learn about it and play the mechanics and everything. Um, I found every time I got to the Chow Garden, I was sad. I just had to go into the Chow Garden and leave the Chow Garden. You can't decide not to go. You have to at least go there. And then when you do get there, it's like, okay, well, my Chows are here. I guess I'll feed them so they don't die. And like, 
the Chows apparently have a mini game. I didn't try any of them. Are the Chows interesting, unlike a lot of parts of this game, or are the Chows also like one more uninteresting thing to do in this game? I didn't really mess with them in Sonic Adventure 2, mm-hmm. and I didn't this time either, but I was a big fan of the Chow Garden in the original Sonic Adventure. Yes. Uh, me and my cousin uh, obsessively uh, tended over that fucking thing and actually was, uh, uh, you know, what point where I got into a lot of trouble with my dad because I actually had the import version of Sonic Adventure and it was not easy to kind of figure out because some of it was was in Japanese most of it was actually and so there were little things that we just couldn't figure out over time and the chow garden was one of them so like one day I was over at my dad's house for like his yard sale and he had a computer and a printer back then which was a big deal for my family yeah and I discovered a little place called GameFAQs, and they had an oh, import, a complete translation and strategy guide of, of the of Sonic Adventure and the Chow Garden. I only wanted the Chow Garden part, but I was done with computers back then, and I just said print. It printed out like 300 fucking pages. <laughs> um, it completely destroyed all the printer paper he, he ever had, and um, I just remember him coming out there and then screaming at me like, what in the hell have you done? And going in there and finding this Bible-sized fucking thing of a Sonic Adventure guide, I've still got parts of that somewhere. Uh, but yeah, that I, you know, I took my Bible home and and found what I needed to do with a lot of the Chow Garden stuff, and it was addictive. We enjoyed it for what it was, especially being like you know able to kind of take it around on your VMU and, and care for it mm-hmm. there as well. Uh, so it was it was neat. And, and, you know, it was that kind of time for having virtual pets. That was, you know, the Tamagotchi shit and stuff. So it was fine. But these days I could care less. Yeah, I just it seemed like there was a lot to do. Like you'd got your chows and you, you'd hatch them. You had two chows in your chow garden. And then every level you'd find little pieces of crystal that would come from enemies you destroy that you could feed to them that up their stats for whatever reason. I think there's like a racing game or something you can use them for. Uh, again, I didn't do anything with the chows. Perhaps that's an incredible part of the game. Uh, I found it to be very confusing. Even looking at the manual, I wasn't quite sure what I was supposed to do with them. There's a school at some point where you can teach them like little moves. I, I don't know. I didn't mess with the chows much. Uh, but therefore, I can also say it was good or bad. Just a thing that I was kind of annoyed with because I just wanted to get to the next level. I didn't want to have to go to the chow garden. I didn't want to have to even just go in, walk into the room with the chows, see them, and then walk out. I just wanted to go to the next level. So sometimes I'd see those blue boxes, and I would intentionally just avoid them. I did not want to go to the chow garden uh, at all. Uh, as we mentioned, there is a race section uh, in the game. At one point, uh, Tails has to chase the president's limo to, I don't know, figure out why... Uh, what uh, what Eggman's plan is because he's telling the president only privately in his limo, so Tails has to chase the limo. the The racing game in this is not very good at all. It's not it's not a complete disaster, but it's it's not fun. It was fine for one level, uh, but then once you beat that level, uh, when you start the game, along with playing through the story of either light or dark mode, you can now play the racing game. And if you then beat it with also the dark side, which has its own racing level for whatever reason, you can play a two player racing game that is also not very good. I don't remember. Did did the Dreamcast have a Sonic Racer? No, no, it did not mm-hmm. have, have uh, a kart racer at all. I don't think uh, Saturn had that cursed. Uh, what was it Sonic R? Sonic R was on Saturn. Yeah, yeah, and so I don't think no, it, they didn't have a mascot racer. But either way, if you're looking for a kart racer and you really like Sonic, I mean, it was here. It was free in addition to the game. I didn't hate the race level. I'm glad it was only one on each version. I didn't want to do a whole bunch of races. I'm glad it was just one. Um, but as a standalone game afterwards, I tried it once and was like, yep, 
It's just going for time. Don't care about this. I'm not going to play it again. It's very clunky compared to any other racer. It almost feels kind of like a really clunky F-Zero as opposed to like a, a more realistic racing game or a kart racer. But hey, you know what? For the level that it's on, it's not bad. Uh, you eventually go through these things and, and you'll get through the end of the good story. You you face off against Shadow and uh, and Rouge and, and Robotnik and you'll you'll end the story. And then it, it lets you play the, the Dark Side game, which you could actually play from the start. You can play them in either order. It doesn't matter. The dark side, again, you're now Shadow. It goes through your story again, and it's kind of the first few missions are their version of the missions you start with. And then they kind of have their own offshoot missions that are nothing like uh, in... Uh, they're not the same levels that the Sonic team did. They're, they're different levels. They have the same kind of mechanics, but they're different levels at least. So you're not just playing the same levels with both sides the whole time through, just the first few levels and the last few levels. And then for both games, you'll end up going into this space base where this ultimate weapon is going to destroy the world. Now, once you've beaten it with light and dark, and you get the extra last level where you kind of join forces to stop the true ultimate weapon because it looks like Shadow may not be the ultimate weapon that he's been told he was. And there's another ultimate weapon that's being unleashed on this ship. I did not beat this last level. I tried really hard. I played through this the, uh, the whole light side without with minimal problems. Uh, the last couple levels for both Sonic and Shadow are very difficult. Uh, there's a lot of sliding on rails that I couldn't land on all the time. That's been a problem with all 3D Sonics, even the more recent ones. Um, when I see rails, I kind of twinge because I know I'm not going to hit them all, all the time. Even if it looks like I'm right on top of it, uh, you don't and you fall to your death and you have to you know load through whole sections again. But still, you did get to go fast. It is a Sonic level. Didn't hate it. But they were hard. But I beat those. Those are the only part, hard parts I had in, in good and, and evil run. That last level, instead of, of having just two really good, like a really good Sonic or a really good Shadow or, or even a level where you trade off with them, right? Because that's what you came for. You came to play Sonic. It's a Sonic Adventures game. Instead, you have segments where you have to play through as Tails first and get through his base mission and destroy a door. And then you play as Robotnik for a set of missions and you have to destroy his door. And then you get to play a Rouge mission where you have to worry about um, setting off these lasers and alarms and getting through traps to... to push a button so then you can play as knuckles for a mission where you have to swim now sonic games with swimming is always a problem right it, from from sonic one onwards you have that music that starts he runs out of breath it gets you all all anxious the only levels in the game that do this are knuckles levels and unfortunately his level at the very end of the game which i have not finished is entirely involving going through the water and running from like swimming from bubble to bubble but in a 3d environment where you can't even see the bubbles until they're too far away from you and the time that ticks down seems faster now in the previous levels of the game you could find some upgrades for your characters and i thought they were all mandatory for example in, uh, in one of the later levels as Tails, you get a bazooka, and that lets you destroy certain blocks. But without being able to destroy those blocks, you can't exit the level, right? So I figured all the upgrades were like that, because so far they had been. If you get a special gloves for Knuckles that break a wall, you can't exit the level without breaking that wall, so you can't leave without the, the, the gloves. Somewhere in one of the levels for, for Knuckles, you earn an ability to let him hold his breath for like twice as long. And that would make this section of the game much, much easier. But the problem is, like in any Sonic game, when you run out of air, you instantly die, and you have to redo this whole section of the level again. You only have so many lives to do it in, and if you run out of all your lives, you have to then continue, and you start from that first Tails level again. You have to play through all the Tails section, the whole Robotnik section, then try the Knuckles section again, and hopefully figure it out and find the air bubbles you need in time or whatever. I did that Knuckles level easily. I spent the last three days uh, on and off trying to get through just that Knuckles section. Again, I'm, I'm playing this... 
uh, as it was intended. I'm not doing save states. I'm not making it any easier for myself, which I should have done. Maybe I would have finished it. Uh, I cannot get through that level without that extra breathing item. And I don't know where it is. I missed it somewhere. I could look it up, but at this point, I've missed it. It's not in that level. That's infuriating. And you have to go through his section, and then you have a whole other section with Sonic where you do a running section. So if you get through all those, then you can try to finally fight the final couple bosses that finish this game out that are also probably very good boss fights because they aren't against the other members of the Sonic team or the evil team. They're actually against, like, this giant alien-looking thing. Maybe that's a great boss fight. I don't know. Did either of you guys finish this game? No. Hell no. Um, I didn't even make it as far as you did. This thing was just killing me inside. Um, I, I, I can confidently say it was probably not a great boss fight because this game has not presented any of those. Why, why start then? Um, my God, no, I exhaustion. I made it pretty fucking far. Um, but exhaustion had definitely set in at this point. And I just, I, I couldn't, I, I figured it, figured at that point I had seen it all. You know, I put several, several hours into this thing and my God, I just I, I had a I had a sneaking suspicion it wasn't going to get any better. So no, I I did not finish this one. Well, I got to tell you, I will not be going back to finish this one either. I beat this one as a kid, and I remember having a pretty good time with it back then. Even though half the the game wasn't what I wanted it to be, going through it this time, I made it through the good you know the good story and started the bad story, and I was like, yeah, I think I've had enough of this. <laughs> I think uh, I've shown myself that this game has not aged very well at all. And even though I have a lot of nostalgia for it, I can't see too many people playing it these days and being like, wow, this is a really well-made game. Um, it's just it's just all over the place. It, it should have just been more focused on like Sonic and Shadow if they wanted to put him in there. And, and maybe threw in some better boss fights. Kept the soundtrack in because it's just great. And just left his friends to do whatever, little, you know, bonus stages or something. I just, man, I, I don't know. I, I, I can understand why this game is so divided amongst Sonic fans. It's just like either you like it or you don't. And like you said earlier, and I can, I can totally see why. If you are, are in for old school Sonic, this is not it. But if you want that, that kind of all that Sonic lore and everything that, you know, every, all the Sonic kids are into these days... Well, here, here you go. It's, it's, it's apparently great. But as far as playing it, I, yeah, I'm with Billy. I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, I don't think it holds up well at all. But I will say this. If I went back in time to 2001 when this was new and I had a Dreamcast and I was looking for a game, I would highly recommend this game to Dreamcast owners in 2001. Because if yeah. I wasn't rushing through this, if I was saying, well, you know, I don't play level today maybe two, and then I'll come back and play a level or two another time and take my time. I might not have been so annoyed with how repetitive and boring those Tails levels are or, or doing the Knuckles finding items. Maybe if I spaced those out by a few days of my time, I wouldn't have hated them as much. But trying to do them essentially back-to-back -to, -back to, to try to get to the Sonic levels, which I honestly enjoyed for the most part, it meant that I grew to hate those Tails levels and I did not care for the, the Knuckles levels. I like those more than the Tails levels. The Tails levels, honestly, by the end of the game, every time him or Robotnik came on, I was like, oh... For the love of God, not another one of these, because they are just tedious. They aren't hard. I don't think I ever died in one unless I fell off a cliff, because something I should have mentioned earlier that is, I cannot believe, this is a 3D action game that you cannot look up or down. Why? Why? Yeah, you've got game design i don't know you've got an analog it's, stick you've got you've got you've got trigger buttons it's not a matter of like oh well it was on the super nintendo so we can't no this system had other games you could look up or down 
there's none here. And especially with the levels where you're Tails and Robotnik, there are things you're supposed to aim at up and up and down. And you have to either jump to hit the ones above you and hope that your 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 auto targeter will go up that high. Or for ones that go down, you just have to wait. You just have to wait till you're low enough to hit this thing. A lot of the time you're on a platform going down, but you're like, if I could just aim diagonally down, I could shoot these doors open. But instead you have to wait till you're like right there and then it'll finally lock on the doors and open them. And it's like, you barely make the jump in time because of that because you can't look up or down. It's, the camera's not great, but that's pretty universal for these 3D games. The, the And not being able to look up or down, I don't understand it. Uh, I think a third of this game, the Sonic portions of this game, are still pretty good. For a 3D Sonic game, it hasn't nailed it down yet. Some of the more recent 3D games, like I said, I, I've played... Um, Sonic Colors is good, but it's it's essentially more 2D than 3D with some 3D like flair to it. But Lost Sonic Lost World is more or less 3D, and it's very good. If you like 3D Sonics, I think Sonic Lost World has done it very well. I know that's years and years and years to work on it to get it down, but uh, even... You know, I mentioned that I had played Sonic and the Secret Rings. Like, that was not very good either, but it felt more like a fat Sonic game the whole time through. At no point did I have weird levels where Sonic was, you know, trying to dig for gems. And, and it, this was all just fast Sonic levels, even though the control was terrible in that. It still felt like a fast Sonic game, where this just, just felt odd. Like, like playing a Mario game that's not a standard Mario game. Like playing Mario's Missing, or, you know, one of, the, one of the offshoots that's not a real Mario game. That's what this feels like, even though this is a Sonic game made by Sonic Team that is, is a, you know, Sonic mainline game. It's just, it's odd. Uh, but if I had a Dreamcast in 2001, would I say you should get this? Certainly you should. You don't have a lot of games to pick from at this point, and it's, it's not a terrible game. It just has not aged well by any means. Any new 3D Sonic game is probably a better a better waste of your or a better use of your time uh, than Sonic Adventure 2. I think it went a long way in in keeping people's attention to it for just how showy it was. It still looks really good. And back on the Dreamcast when it was, you know, released, it was amazing. It looked amazing. And you know, especially starting off with that first stage, it it, it was hard not to look away at that point. You're like into it. You know, it looked so amazing. It sounded amazing. And yeah, it, that definitely went a long way in keeping your attention. And without that, you're just left with some pretty okay Sonic levels and some. The rest is whatever, you know. But I'm there's a if you want to see how just how broken this game is, and maybe a good reason why there isn't an up and down uh, as far as looking around. Uh, go watch some of the speed runs for this thing. Uh, there's a whole community built around speed running it, and. <laughs> it's uh, there, there's a lot of different ways you can break this game, and they have figured out just about every single one of them, and they're all pretty pretty amazing to to look at and see just what you can do in this game um, without much effort at all as far as breaking it. So yeah, it's it's something else. I mean, it's it's one of those big tentpole Sonic games that everyone's just like, you know, this was it for Sonic. You know, it was. Love it or hate it, it was it was huge as far as like you know in the Sonic timeline, and it, for me back then, like I said, I got a lot of nostalgia for it. But for what it is mm -hmm. these days, um, I, I just yeah, I I could I could recommend it then, but I can't recommend it now. So that's our thoughts on Sonic Adventure 2 for the Dreamcast. And thankfully, if you don't have a Dreamcast and you're thinking, 
guys, there's no way it can be this bad, or I really, really like Sonic, and I can't believe you guys are talking badly about it. You can play it on almost everything. It's been re-released for the GameCube. It was re-released for the Xbox uh, 360. You can buy it for plenty of systems. I think it's on some of the collections. Either way, you can find Sonic Adventure uh, all over the place. Uh, Sega, you know, like like we said, it's kind of the end of the Dreamcast. They knew it had to, it had to kind of move to other systems to keep moving, so they put Sonic Adventure 2 out uh, for everything shortly after the Dreamcast died, so you can check it out there. But now's the time in the show, like on every one of our shows, where we take the time to answer questions you send us. And how do you send us those questions? That's a very good question you're sending us right now. Go to Retrovania.net. Scroll all the way past all our social media links and links to our Patreon, everything else, great Retrovania. And at the very bottom, there's a question form where you can put in any question you want with some identifying information that you could make up if you felt like it and send it to us and we'll answer it on the show like we're going to do right now. That's right. And first up is Lazarus Taxon. That's a name. And uh, he says, well born, gentlemen, I want to start off. I want to start with a short hymn of praise for your podcast because I enjoy listening to it. It's a it's wonderful to listen in the car to men of the same age who enjoy video games and also struggle with back pain. And I know I got a <laughs> real bad, real bad one going on in my upper back right now. Um, but yeah, uh, many, many of you. Ugh. Many of you have now left the fighting game genre behind you, I understand, partly because of an, anno- of an annoying Vega player, or do you mean Bison? Well, technically. But as a fan of the genre, I'm curious which fighting game series you like the best, and then which fighting game within that series is your favorite. Is it King of the Fighters, Last Blade, Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom, or perhaps Mortal Kombat? I still enjoy Third Strike and Last Blade 2 every week. And as a request, I'd like to see you discuss the game Ikaruga. A bullet hell nightmare, but one of the best games ever. Or do you hardly play shmups on here? Perhaps too many questions, but the core of the message remains the same. Keep on doing what you're doing, good luck with the back pain, and keep enjoying video games that are long out of the stores. Greetings from the Netherlands. Ah, well, well, thank you. Thank you for those kind words. And thank you for the condolences on our back pain. Uh, it's a problem. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm really not done with fighting games I, I certainly had a stretch of time where i was super into them but that has passed but i have have recently gotten back into a, a few old ones um certainly not my favorite but i'm, I'm gonna have to give an honorable mention to uh marvel versus capcom series just because that is a a hell of a roster um that they put together for most of those and that was like one of my more fun like frantic ones that I feel like you could get anybody to come over and play that and chances are they might be able to pull a win off um, and it, it had to be Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for me on that one right not 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 just for the song but um yeah and but my favorite and it, it might be very very basic of me uh but I, I'm a Street Fighter man uh when it when it comes down to the fighting games in in terms of which which series I've enjoyed the most, uh, and I keep coming back to it, is Street Fighter. Um, and, you know, I, I think I spoke highly about this one before. I uh, Street Fighter 4, for me. 2 has a lot of appeal to me. There's a ton of nostalgia there. Uh, just, you know, sitting on the, the Super Nintendo, just, you know, playing this, this fucking fighting game at, at home. And it was amazing. Um uh, but no, four, I, I think it's just so well done and, and, and it seems so balanced. And I, it has my favorite roster on it. And I still, I've, I've, that's the one I've recently re downloaded not long ago. 
and I, I'll still get on there and play through. I've, I've got a couple friends that will every now and then pitch in. Um, you know, I, I haven't retrained to the point to where I think I could take down a, a certain player's Vega by any means. Uh, you know, there's some cheapness you'll never be able to overcome. I don't think. But no, that's that's it for me. I, it's it's nothing exciting. I, I'm I'm a damn Street Fighter man. I'm a Street Fighter Four man. <sighs> nothing flashy. Um, to to answer the second question before I get to my fighting game uh, response, as everyone knows, I'm such a good guy at fighting games. I'm so good at them; it's worth hearing my my commentary on them. Uh, Ikaruga is a good shooter. We don't cover a ton of shmups because it's been very difficult, unless there's a, an amazing mechanic, which Ikaruga, Ikaruga does have a good mechanic. But it's hard to discuss shmups without just saying. Well, you shoot things and try not to die, right? It, it's I know there are podcasts that dedicate themselves to shmups and they get into a lot of detail on levels and you know specific enemies and specific boss patterns and stuff. Uh, we're not that good at them to make that happen. Uh, that said, Ikaruga is not a bad game, and I would actually consider covering that as a, as a game we would do because it does have some interesting mechanics and uh, and has a lot of history to it too. So that's that's a good one. Uh, as far as fighting games go, I am notoriously terrible at them. I love like Darkstalkers. That series is good. I like the Street Fighter games. I like Mortal Kombat for what it is. I, my favorite though would be the Tekken series because it's the last time I was actually good at a fighting game, and that that good is in quotes because it's in relation to the people I played with. Uh, and Tekken Three was the one that I felt the best at. Like I, we played tons of Tekken Two and Three. Uh, three is where it got a little bit goofy, where they had like Gone the dinosaur and stuff added in there. But I, I loved Tekken Three. It was it was one I felt like I was pretty competent at, and at the same time, if, even if you weren't very good at it, you could kind of come in and match some buttons and, and hold your own if you had to against other people who didn't really know what they were doing. It, it wasn't like playing Street Fighter against someone who knows what they're doing is not fun because you're just you're destroyed. But playing Tekken against somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, eh, it could still be a good time. Uh, so probably Tekken series for me, Tekken 3 being the one I, I like the most. I've always been a huge Capcom whore. Like just about any Capcom fighting game I'll, I'll try out. And, you know, back in the days when I was going out of my way to get import games for the Saturn, like just about anything that came out like I, I was spending a lot of money on uh, to grab. So, uh, you know, obviously like Darkstalkers, Marvel versus Capcom, things like that are huge for me, but Street Fighter will always be my, my favorite by far. Uh, it's uh, just, there's too many good times with Street Fighter. Me and my cousin, me and my friends playing that game over the years, even me and my dad, even though he fucking nearly broke my TV playing it one time. Uh, it's just, it will always be the fighting game for me, and I guess the one that I love the most will be will always be Street Fighter Alpha Two. Like that was I played that one the most by far, and anytime I pick up the Street Fighter collection these days, I will generally always boot up Street Fighter Alpha Two because <laughs> that's the one I just love playing it. Uh, I can I know just about every single character by heart still to this day, and it's uh, it's just it's. I think Street Fighter at its best. It, it's not overly loaded with characters, and the ones that are there are so well balanced for the most part that anybody can beat anybody else. So uh, I'm I'm gonna go with that one. But yeah, thanks Lazarus for writing in and listening to the podcast. We hope you continue to enjoy it. And our next question comes in from Jeremy Jaggery, and uh, this oh, is a first. Wow. I don't know if we've heard from this guy. Uh, but he wants to write in to say, uh, talk about advice to your younger self. If you could go back in time, like Biff in Back to the Future 2, what gaming-related advice, aside from a way to make loads of money, would you give to your younger self? That's a good question. That is a good question. I, I mean, 
I think I would go back in time and scream, don't sell those Sega CD games for $80 for a box of them. I know that was about not making a lot of money, but that's my biggest regret for things I got rid of. Not only because I could make tons more money on it, but I really wish I still had the games I sold uh, at that time because I really needed money and I thought $80 was a ton of money uh, because I didn't understand anything uh, when I was 22 at all. Um, other than that, I would just say I would go back in time and tell myself to buy more games that I was on the fence about. Uh, when, when, things, when we started selling used games when I worked at the, uh, at the game store... I didn't buy enough of the ones that came through because I was like, well, I'll be able to find these forever. Not thinking about how scarce they would get, you know, as, as time went on. I just thought like, well, you know, uh, these will be here forever. People will trade them in nonstop. Sega Genesis games will be here for the rest of time. Uh, I also would tell myself not to return that virtual boy. I know it's not very good, but goddamn, I wish I still had it. Uh, yeah, I, I had to take a minute to think about that one. Uh, if I could go back, I, it, it wouldn't be anything drastic. Um, there would certainly be Jesus. I, I would have like to have had a better experience my first time buying a game with my own money than picking up Predator on the NES. Uh, I, I think I would have told myself to skip over that one. Uh, it would just be, you know, certain games here and there not to buy. Um, you know, I would have fucking, I would have bought that fucking top load in the NES for 20 bucks at KB Toys when they, they were clearing it out when I saw it. Um, that would have been a, that would have been a must. Uh, Otherwise, I, I, I'm on the fence as to whether or not I would have, uh, I, I did skip over buying a Saturn, and I thought long and hard about it. Uh, I, I, I'm still leaning towards I maybe I made the right decision there, I think. Uh, I don't know. Hard to say. They do, I could have imported that mansion of Hidden Souls for the Saturn, though. Could have had a good fucking time with that. So maybe, maybe that. Maybe buy that Sega Saturn and that mansion of Hidden Souls import. But no, mine, it, it's nothing really drastic. I, I haven't, God, haven't really sold anything. Um, I don't have a lot of the ones that got away in terms of uh, purchases that I didn't make. I, it would just be, it would be just a lot of shitty games I picked up along the way that I, I, I really shouldn't have. Because as a kid, I still believe that a movie tie-in meant it was, meant I was going to be onto something, especially if Arnold was on it. I probably would never buy any game with Arnold Schwarzenegger on it. I, I think would have been a safe <laughs> a safe bet as a kid. Maybe I would have went back and said that. It's like, man, you're going to be tempted, but trust me, don't do it. I think if you ask just about anyone our age at this point, one of the, one of the answers would be, uh, don't yeah. fucking sell that, you, you dumbass kid. You know, if you could go back and, and even just look at some of the games and systems we had and be able to understand just how much that would be worth today, you're like, what are you doing? Like, that's just, no, don't sell that. And, and one of my biggest ones was uh, when the PlayStation first came out, I went and sold my 3DO and all of my 3DO games for a few launch PlayStation games. I think I got maybe like $185 for that fucking thing and all the games. And admittedly, that's not something that's, you know, super expensive these days, but it's still one of those things. I was like, man, I just wish I had held on to that system. You know, I really liked that system and the games I had. It was just, you know, it was a cool little system. And... For the the price that uh, my family had paid for it when they bought it, it it's goddamn highway robbery to sell that thing for 185 bucks in credit, not even cash. And all I got out of it was fucking Ridge Racer, Jumping Flash, and NFL Game Day. So you know, <laughs> just it's one of those things. At the time, you're a kid, you don't you don't have any money, so you you sell what you got, and then. I guarantee you, you'll, you'll regret it later on. And, and I have for a lot of those, 
Um, for other things, I don't know. Like I, I didn't make too many terrible purchases. I, I guess I'm kind of like Billy back on the NES. If, uh, if I could go back and tell my, myself not to buy alpha mission for the NES and keep saving my money for Karnov instead, that was one, that was a huge gut punch to me to bring that goddamn game home and, and be stuck with it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's really the 3DO is probably my biggest gaming regret of all time. So maybe, maybe not, uh, harass the video store woman as much back when street fighter two hit the video stores because I really wanted that. And I was calling like every hour to see if somebody had returned one of the eight copies that that store had. And she was always really nice, you know, bless her, but goddamn, I, I think I, I called her. I think she talked to me more that month than, than she did her relatives. So, um, that was a bad time. Maybe, maybe tell myself just to chill out back then. So, uh, thanks, Jeremy, uh, for writing in. We have a lot of regrets. Next one. <laughs> and our next question comes in from Burger Champ, and he's writing in about Mall Madness. All right, you guys ready? I am. Yeah. Build your dream mall food court. You get four picks. Also, build your dream mall arcade. You get four picks. Ooh. Food court and arcade. Four picks. Food court. Um, we're going to have to... <laughs> Just because every mall food court has one, so I feel like I have to, we're going to put a Sparrows in there. Um, Let's do a Chick-fil-A. I want a Dairy Queen with an Orange Julius. Um... Fuck and give me God. Can I not a specific? Can I just have a very off-brand Chinese? Not 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 a chain, just a Chinese restaurant. You got to have a mystery Chinese restaurant of questionable questionable quality. <laughs> that would be it. That would be my food court right there. I think I think you could have a good time there. Um, I'd probably never eat the Sparrows, but. Fucking, it's a mall food court. I, I probably fucking would. I'd get one of those greased up fucking things at some point in time. My ideal arcade. Oh my god. Um, you know you're gonna have to have. You're gonna have to have WWF. Uh, probably WWF WrestleFest or Superstars. I, I'm, I, I go back and forth on which one. Um, NBA Jam, for sure. Uh God, it gets tough after that. Because you gotta have, I, I almost feel like you have to have a fighter in there, and I, my emotion, the emotional pick is Street Fighter Two, and then you have to have that Team and T arcade game, and I, I think you got a pretty strong arcade there. It's a little weird for an arcade with only four games, but still. Uh, as far as my food court goes, I can't go too different because malls are all kind of the same. I would skip the Chick Fil A, uh, even though it's fine. I would rather have. Uh, a Cinnabon in there. You gotta have a Cinnabon in your mall oh, food court. Oh man, uh, I do like the orange Julius you brought up. I don't need the Dairy Queen part of it. If I have that Cinnabon there, I'm gonna get a Cinnabon instead of ice cream. But you know, I'm all for that. Uh, the generic Chinese food, hands down, the best. Especially if they have bourbon chicken. Even though it's not Chinese, they all sell it, and it's amazing, and it's well get well worth getting. And actually, my mall when I worked at, at the game store also had a Jerry's Subs and Pizza, which would have taken the place of the Sabaros, and also would have had cheesesteaks. So I'm gonna go with that. Jerry's Subs and Pizza. A, a, a generic Chinese food place, um, a Cinnabon, and an Orange Julius. That's what I'm pulling off as my my uh, food court. As far as the arcade goes, now, I understand this arcade would make $0 because it's for me. 
So no one's going to care about these games but me. But of course, you could have Burger Time. You got to have the original Tapper. Tapper's always good uh, for me. Uh, Kicks, QIX, love that game. Would play it in the arcade any day. And then the arcade version of Off Road that had the three wheels on it. Love that game, and it's only fun to play in the arcade with the wheels. So the, that's my four arcade game. The arcade that will make no money for anyone, but I'll be there every day. Uh, I would, I'll go to Sparrow's precursor, Luca Pizza, because that's that's what I had here, and I remember it fondly. Except it all turned into the, to uh, Sparrow. At some point, it's not the same, but it's it's still pretty good. Um, I'm gonna go with Sarku. I don't know if you guys have any Sarkus in your malls, but if you mm. do, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, just awesome chicken teriyaki. That's that's what you get when you go to Sarku. There's literally nothing else you should ever order from that place. Just get chicken teriyaki. And I'm gonna go with the Charlies. Ooh. I think you guys know what a Charlies yeah. is. Yep. I love yeah. I love Charlies. Expensive as hell these days, though. I mean, mall food courts aren't cheap anyway, but like Charlie's, like last time I went there, which was like last year, just got a small club, a fry, and a drink. It was like 15 fucking dollars. Yeah. And like, I love Charlie's, but it ain't 15 dollars good. Um, God, what else? Um, I do love the mall or the, uh, the mystery mall Chinese place. Um, but I'm going to go with, uh, I think you kind of hinted at it, instead of it being Chinese in a lot of the malls I grew up in, when they started getting that stuff, it was called Louisiana Kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but <laughs> and it was just bourbon chicken with a bunch of Chinese food and maybe some <laughs> some cheap fish that they found somewhere frozen. And, and when they said blackened, they just meant they poured pepper over the top of it. And it was not edible. But yeah, I think that would, that would be my four. Um, did I pick four? I think you good. hit five, but that's still good. That's good. Oh, well, whatever. Close enough. Uh, arcade, that's easy for me. Street Fighter 2, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, Dig Dug, and the Sega 18-wheeler game so I can just sit there and hold down the fucking horn until the owner comes and throws me out. But this is my arcade. You are the owner. I can stay there all day and until the actual police come. Just getting horny. I will be on that damn horn because that's the best part. But yeah, thanks, Burger Champ. Uh, It's sad to say that will never happen again. Uh, the, the malls that, that I have around here are drying up, let's say. <laughs> There's not too much good about them anymore. I, I remember those, those old mall days fondly, though. It's, it's, uh, it's sad to see them go. Next question comes in from Troncats, and he's writing in about nostalgia. We, we do that around here. That's something that we know about. Hey, guys, I love your podcast, especially the food talk. I'm a transplant from North Carolina, living in Ohio, and I miss Bojangles. I'm, an, I'm odd in the fact that I have a formula that I use to see if I got my money's worth for a game that I bought. I do this by a baseline of $5 a week per game, meaning if I buy a $10 game and I play for two weeks, then I officially got my money's worth. Elden Ring was 65 so I need 13 weeks of gameplay to feel like I got my money's worth for entertainment. Do you guys do anything similar to this? And what's your best and worst value that you've gotten out of a game? You guys are amazing. Thank you for adding your podcast to Spotify. You're welcome. Had to become a Patreon. (laughs) With each person that says this, Jeremy gets stronger. That's right. You give me life. I hope to become a Patreon within the month. And this is like a month old question, so maybe you have. Uh, Um, What the hell was the actual question? Go ahead, Billy. Do you have a, a certain value that, oh, uh, yeah. as far as playing a game? Uh, I, I, 
You know, it, it's hard to say. I don't have a very strict system as far as where I assign like a monetary value to a certain amount of time. Um, I feel like when I know, I know. Um, if anything, I kind of go by the amount of hours, right? And the enjoyment. And if something is replayable, you know, several years back, I feel like there was just this trend where this, these $60 games were coming out that you could knock out in like four to six hours, which, man, that ain't cutting it. And a lot of them, there, weren't any, there wasn't any use getting back into it. Um, nowadays, ah, it's hard to say. I, I don't have a firm system. I think when I know, I know. Um, Elden Ring, certainly, I mean, I paid, you know, 65 bucks for it. Um, I, we're at that stage now where I don't want to say how many hours I've put into it. Uh, it's definitely enough. Uh, it's definitely enough. (laughs) It's enough time. Um, you know, that one I know for certain. Best value I've gotten out of a game. Oh my God. It's, you know, it's honestly, it's, it's fucking Team Fortress 2. Team Fortress 2, which I am back to playing now. Um, And I have put in hundreds upon hundreds of hours. And I did pick it up before it went free to play. I think I played, uh, paid uh, 20 bucks for it back in the day. And uh, it, for my 20 bucks and the occasion, I'll even kick them an extra purchase every now and then now. Because I feel like, fuck, I owe them. Um, but to get hundreds upon hundreds of hours in... Oh god, we're talking four or five, maybe. Um for for twenty bucks, uh you can't fucking beat it. You can't at all. Um and, and it's also hard because there's games that you pick up again later on, after the fact, and play through again. I've got a lot of games that have, have are getting more of a second life than they did the, the first run through. Uh so it's, it's it's always changing. I think more often than not, I know when I've gotten a bad value uh than when it clicks and I've got a good one. Yeah, hours is a better way to go than weeks because uh, I end up putting a lot more time than I think I would into games. Elden Ring's a great example. Uh, it came out, what, six weeks ago? It's not that old. And I've already hit over 100 hours. I'm at the very end of the game. Um, the way I look at it for time is if I went to a movie, and this is going to show how long it's been since I went to the movies, uh, I assume that a ticket to the movies, if you go, it's what, 12 bucks, $13? Maybe it's $25 now. I don't know how much movie ticket is. Um but let's say it's let's say it's ten dollars for this argument. Uh, that's two hours of time for ten dollars that I can't rewatch. I don't get to watch that movie again over and over again. I've seen it one time for ten dollars. So if I can get two, you know, ten hours of entertainment out of a game that cost me fifty bucks, and I mean it, ten hours of entertainment, not ten hours of hating myself and you know, like playing the game we talked about today. I, I would not say I would be happy paying fifty dollars for that in two thousand twenty-two. But you know, for a game like Elden Ring. Was it worth my fifth, my sixty dollars or whatever? Certainly it was. I put in over hundred hours. I'm still enjoying it. I'm gonna play it again. Uh, if mm. there is DLC, I guarantee to buy it. Uh, you know, it's well worth my time. Uh, other games, I don't care. If I if I buy a game for twenty dollars and download it, like I bought Contra Four, uh, not Contra Four. I bought uh, Contra. What the hell is the new Contra again? Rogue. Is it Rogue Core? Yeah, uh, I bought Contra Rogue Core for on sale for like eight dollars. And I've played it for maybe five, six hours. I got my money's worth out of that. For $10, I got six hours of entertainment. I will someday maybe play it again. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It's fine. So it really depends on how much I spent, too, on how much I care. If I, if I buy a game for $10 and I play it for an hour and I decide I don't care uh, that it wasn't that good, I don't feel so bad. But if I pay $60 for a game and I feel like I'm pulling teeth to, to enjoy it, I'm just playing it out of spite. I have to finish it. Uh, a game I did this for that I still don't really like but I put a lot of time into was... Um, 
Fire Emblem Three Kingdoms. I bought it. I put a lot of time into it. Haven't finished it. I have no interest in playing it again. Knowing I have to play it with all three like storylines to see the ending, it's painful to me. I don't like a lot of the game, but I put a lot of time into it. Mm, does that mean it was worth my 50 bucks? Probably not, since I ultimately don't care for it. But I put a lot of time into it, so I can't feel like I've wasted that money either. Uh, as far as best value goes, uh, most amount of time I put on no game without, even, without question is World of Warcraft. But you pay for that every month, right? So that's not really... I mean, sure, the hour rate, still the best by far, because I put in uh, an offensive amount of hours on that one. I <laughs> um, but but as far as games that don't have a recurring cost that I put a lot of hours in, uh, Monster Hunter as a series is one I'm getting my money's worth out of. Even Monster Hunter Rise, and a lot of people are saying it doesn't have the kind of content that World did, and it doesn't. It's still really good. I've easily hit over 100 hours on this thing with no problem. I've done all the fights I can do. I'm waiting for the DLC to pay for that full expansion, and... Per hour, I think I'm paying like a nickel. Like, I put so much time into that game, and I'll continue to do so. It's well worth uh, what I put into it. I'm really weird with that stuff because there's most of the time when I buy something, I've, I've at least researched it enough that I know that I'm going to enjoy it when I play it, and I, and I do. And so, like, I'm, I can always come back to that and be like, all right, you know, I'm having a good time, and even if I don't play it a lot, at least I know that I enjoy it. It's something that's there, and I can come back and play it. I actually find myself playing games that I dislike more because I, I have spent money on it and I'm determined to find a good time in it. And if I'm not finding it, then I'm just like, it's got to be just around the fucking corner, right? You know, people say this is pretty good. Uh, I hate to bring up Days Gone again, but that was a game that I said that I hate played through. And I basically did. I hate played through that entire game, didn't enjoy it whatsoever, but I kept playing it because I just, I was like, I gotta find some fun in this fucking, I've played it way too long at this point to be like, I don't like this. And at the end of the day, when I played like 40, 50 hours of it, didn't like any of it. So, and I don't think I got any value out of that, even though I played it for that long. So I, I did the same thing with Borderlands 3 for the most part. I, I beat that like three times. I'm just like, I don't still know if I really like that game or not. It's, it's just one of, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm weird. With, with trying to get any wrangle any sort of value out of a game that I'm just not having fun with. Um, but as far as best and worst value, I, that's two sides of the same fence. Uh, best value was Battlefield 1942. Played hundreds of hours of oh. that back in the day. And worst value uh, is uh, Battlefield 2042, which I just bought and I played maybe two hours of and said I'll never play this again. So... Uh, yeah, that really that really sucks when you find something like that because I did pay full price for that and I got burned like a motherfucker on it and I only have myself to blame because I keep keep giving Battlefield another chance. I'm just mm. I'm an abused ex at this point. Just yeah. like please be good this time around, and then I just get you know fucking five fists to the fucking face every time, or five five fingers to the face. Sorry, maybe five fists. This 2042 was pretty fucking bad, so. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for writing thanks for writing in Troncats. We will continue to probably spend money on things that we both like and dislike the same. So next up is uh from Betty White Titfuck. Oh, and boy. he writing <laughs> we, we woke Billy up with that one. So thanks, Betty White. Um he's writing in to say D's nuts. Thanks. So I made the mistake of doing a Google image search for semen grandpa to see if there was some kind of fan art oh. or meme or something. Oh, no. I will, I will never forgive you for this. Uh, I got news for you, Betty White. You played your damn self on that yeah. one. Uh, you've I been on the internet. Buddy. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't our fault. You, you did that one yourself. 
Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I should have joined the Patreon, and then I could have searched, sent you a patch that you'd know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, you just uh, maybe... Uh, apparently, you've been only been on the internet for a year or less. Uh, don't don't just uh, Google things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe next time, Betty White, we'll uh, you can find something worthwhile, or you know, you can go to retrovania.net uh, and and find all of our stuff. Our Discord, go to our Discord. Tell us to suck these nuts, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Anyway, our final question comes in from Late to Gaming, and he right. wants to know about codes, warps, and other skips. When you guys finish a game using a code or a warp or use save states when the original game didn't include those, do you feel that you've truly beaten it or do you insist on going back later and replaying it unassisted before counting it? I've always wanted to go back and play through without assists. I learned to beat Contra with the Konami code but kept playing it until I could actually beat it without it. Same with the passwords for Punch-Out or Warps in Super Mario Brothers. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's changed over the years. Um, at the time, years ago, yes. Like, you know, I, I, I considered that Contra, you know, my father and I have talked about, we played Contra a lot. We considered the 30, the 30, 30 lives code as, as training to get through it with three lives, which we eventually did. Um, Mario, uh, yeah, I, I, I got through with the, the warp pipes, but I always wanted to go back and I did. Uh, same with Mario three, you know, there's a, you know, that pull that double warp whistle and make it all the way to the to the damn end. Um, but I'd played through many a times without it. Nowadays, all bets are off. I just, you know, if it's a game, especially if it's a game I'm not really into, but maybe I, you know, maybe it's just not fun to play. Maybe it's tedious, but I'm I'm kind of invested in the story, or I'm at least far enough along that I want to see how it ends. Yeah, whatever I need to do to get to the end. And, and see that damn ending and see that game through to the end. Uh, if there's any kind of little cheat, any kind of, you know, or, or in-game mechanic of some sort to use, I don't mind then. And and I won't go back and play through again, depending on how the game is. Um, but there's some games where I just, I, I don't want to read. Like Elden Ring, I strictly did not look up, read, watch anything. Um beyond where i had already been um ahead of time you know it's one of those i wanted that full experience if there was a if there was a way to cheese something i didn't want to know it quite yet um i'm going to kind of do that in reverse it's subsequent playthroughs fucking whatever you know anything goes um but it just varies but but back in the day there was a great sense of pride sense of pride in finishing up a game um from beginning to end without you know don't need any interference. Uh, I mean, but if it's in the game, it's not wrong. You know, it's there for you. It's there for you to use. But yeah, but there's also a sense of just wanting to see everything in the game. Like you, you really back then, you just you really wanted to see. You didn't want to skip those stages. You know, you didn't want to hit those two warp whistles and, and skip. You know, three fourths of the game. What were you missing? So of course, you had to go back. Uh, but now, depending on the, the quality of the game, how I'm in it. Um, how far in it I am when I my my will to keep playing starts to starts to lessen. Yeah, I mean if there's there's a shortcut to be had, I'm I'm gonna take it. Ain't no shame in it. Uh, so I I guess I have two different answers on that. So if it's me just counting it 
in my heart knowing I've beaten a game, which is a sad thing to have in your heart, but I do, uh, then no, I do not use cheats or save states or whatever if I want to say I honestly beat a game. Now, for the purpose of playing a game for this podcast, however, I will gladly use save states and any kind of warps or cheats if I if it helps me get through a section so that I can continue to talk about the game in whole, as a whole. But I do feel like whenever I've used save states and things to get through it, I do admit it. I say on the show I had to use save states to get through this certain section or whatever because it's not fair to say a game is easy if I use save states to get through the whole thing. So, you know, so that I have the benefit of seeing, so I have the benefit of seeing the whole game. I don't mind using save states and such for this show. And I do not count that as a game I've honestly finished. If I go back and play a game without any cheats, like when I was streaming on Twitch more often, I finished, you know, uh, Ninja Gaiden and uh, Turtles and all these other games where I played them straight through, no save states, no, no cheat codes, no anything else just to see if I could beat them. And then I do count those as finished. But, uh, but I do not count it as finished if I'm using a bunch of save states and, and any kind of, like, cheat code. Passwords, I don't mind. If it's a password that's in the game that it lets you save your spot and come back, that's not cheating, in my opinion. But if it's a password cheat where it's like, oh, no, type this in and you'll go to the last boss without me earning that, then, yes, that wouldn't count either. Back in the day, we didn't generally get codes until well after the game had been released. You know, it wasn't like you could just get on the internet and, and mm. see what people have found. It was usually months and months and, and sometimes years before people would find these these different codes for, for games as far as like level select and, and things like that. So it, it was, for me back then, I would usually beat the game and then see these codes in magazines months later and it would be a fun way to replay it. You know, there'd be some of those games were pretty tedious to play through again, even if you did beat them. But finding a code for like infinite ammo or health or something like that or stage skip was a fun way to go back and play through it. So I think that's generally what I did back in the day. I didn't use too many codes ever back then to get through a game. These days, if there's a save state, I'm using it. I just oh, I yeah. do not have the attention span these days for a lot of games. Uh, I, I generally don't cheat. I mean, there's not really too many cheats in games these days unless mm-hmm. you're just breaking it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not nothing that I, I try to do. But if it's there, if it's available, if it's something that will let me continue to play through the game without me turning it off because I don't want to do the entire stage again, then I'll use it. And it, if I beat it, then I'm fine with that. You know, I don't, I don't need to prove myself to anybody at this point being a, a tough Hell gamer. No. Um, I just like, I beat it. I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if I do want to be, there's a lot of games, fuck, I don't even want to beat after the first few hours of it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's about how, how it goes with me. So, um, yeah, thanks for, for writing in late to gaming. You actually have another question. <laughs> this is how far we are backed up at this point. Uh, up until this, this episode, I was reading off an old list from back in that started back in like November of last year. And, this episode is the first time I've been able to get back on our, our site and collect more email uh, that people have wrote in or questions. And so a couple of you have multiple questions, at least two, uh, or at most two for some of you. And so I, I will get back around to to that. So I'm trying to keep these in order. Um, if I have missed somebody that has actually wrote, written a legit question and you don't hear it in the next com- next few months. I apologize. We just we've got a lot of stuff coming in, and it's it's hard to keep up with at this point. So, uh, but yeah, we we always enjoy everyone writing in. You can do that at retrovania.net. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. Fill out that contact form. Punch the submit button with your fist. Send it in, hmm. and we will read it or right five here. Fist. 
or five fists. If you've got five fists, find a friend, find a few friends, punch it all, all of you at once with your fists. Uh, there's, there's like a secret code that you'll get whenever you do that. Um, send it in. We'll read it here and uh, always enjoy your questions. So thanks. Thanks for writing in. And if you enjoyed hearing about Sonic, either because you love Sonic and you get mad at us for not liking it, or you just think it's funny that people talk badly about Sonic, we might have more shows coming up that you may enjoy on our bonus feed. We're going to be talking about Sonic CD, and we'll be talking about the Sonic movie, the first one, uh, as we get ready to watch the second movie. If you have not seen the first one, uh, maybe give it a shot before you go see the second one. Uh, but if you don't want to hear about Sonic, good news, our next main episode will not be about Sonic at all. I don't know what it will be about, but it will have nothing to do with Sonic the Hedgehog, and we'll see you then. Can you feel?